Hey, you guys, welcome to the Meta Mind Shift Show. I'm your host. My name is Technical. Uh, welcome, you guys. I'm so happy that you're here. I'm so happy that you popped in today. We are definitely going to be talking about the big news that just happened today, and that is Meta Connect. It happened. <laughs> At this time last year, Facebook came out and they told the whole world they were building the metaverse. And this year they doubled down on that idea after a year that has been strife with cuts and with pains and with boringness and with gains and with educating people and re-educating people about what the metaverse is. Facebook came out and undid the whole thing. And they said, we're still doing exactly what we said we were doing, and we're going to have you in our metaverse forever. And we're doing it this time with our partners. <laughs> so uh, we're here to unpack all of that. Uh, today is October 11th, 2022, and you are here with me. My name is Nicole Maxwell. I am the CEO of Black Multiverse Enterprises and the founder of the Blackverse community. It is a metaverse community. I am also the owner of Technical Consulting. All of those things have a mission to make sure that you understand that there is an option when it comes to the metaverse. The metaverse is being built up. It's being built up every single day as today definitely definitely let us know is true. Uh, we are in a space where the future is being built right now. And so that makes it the present, right? If it's being built right now, if they're prototyping it and testing it, that means that we are in a space where the metaverse is not just coming, it's being built up. Um, and it's being built up by folks who want to see us in it. Everybody wants us in it. Of course they do. But what do we do when we get there? And what does it look like to be there? And what about our data? And how do we keep ourselves safe? Man, there's a whole lot going on today. Uh, again, MetaConnect happened today. <sighs> it was for developers, uh, but they came out and again, just told us all the things that they wanted us to know about them and that is that they are a metaverse company and they are building up the metaverse and the world is trying to keep me from telling this story uh, my technology is freaking out on me today but that's all right um i'm just gonna keep going so <laughs> uh but yeah you guys the metaverse is coming it's for us it is a place where we're gonna thrive if we do this right and so we have an opportunity to do things differently this time and empower the individual instead of the company. Because right now, if you are in that company, you are beholden to yours, your supervisors and your managers and then their managers and their upper line supervisors and the VP of the VP and the VP's VP and the VP of the CEO and the whole entire uh, organizational hierarchy and their stakeholders, which don't happen to actually be the people who are stakeholders, but those board members who demand results. And those Board members are the ones who are driving the requests that everything revolve around finances and making sure that, you know, everybody has um, this opportunity to be uh, financially fat when it comes to their pockets. And so, yeah, that's true. And that's great for them. But what does that mean for us as a people? What does that mean for the little guy? And why are there little guys like what is that? Um, <laughs> we have an opportunity to change that idea. We have an opportunity to put community first, to put the individual first, and to allow the individual to be a part of the community that drives everything. And that is what the real Web3, the real decentralization, that's what that's all about. And so as somebody who has loved this space for a while now, um, Today, it feels like um, 
it feels different than it did last year because last year it was like a kick to the gut. Like it was a, a sucker punch, man. Um, it was like we're stealing the word meta and we're also going to steal the idea of uh, the universe. And we're also going to steal the idea of combining the beyond with the universe and, and steal all of that. Plus, you know, the historical reference to meta, we're stealing all of that. Um, and the idea and concept uh, behind the metaverse. Um, and so it was a lot to process because we had been talking about what the metaverse was and what our hopes and dreams were for it for so long. And then to have <laughs> Facebook come in and just kind of say, yeah, we're still in this. And um, it just, it, it was different. Now this year, the presentation was different. The messaging was similar but they have definitely learned from Web3 about how to approach the people. And that's the problem, is because now the lines are becoming blurred between what is Web3 and what is it that they're actually offering. And so they've mimicked exactly what it is that we've been doing and saying this whole time. And they've told everybody that they're doing the same thing. And if you break it down, you know, if you were here, you know, that's not the same thing. Like there's no data sovereignty in that. There's no way to, to be fun, flexy and funky um, on that side of the world because you're gonna be concerned about being a forever consumer. And maybe you're not even concerned about being a forever consumer because you don't know that that's actually a thing. Um, we don't wanna be consumed. And I think that it's really important that people know that they have a choice and option uh, to not be consumed. So I'm going to say this and uh, we're going to keep the show going. So uh, one is you have an option and that option is to pay attention now, to get involved now, to understand now so that you can build for yourself and build for your people now. Uh, and so that you can dispel the myth that this is the same thing because it's not. There is nothing about this that is the same. So we're going to say that. That's going to be our theme for today. There's nothing about this that is actually the same. So stop acting like you're Web3 because you're not. Uh, you are the anti-Web3. <laughs> you are what we're trying to change. The metaverse is for everybody. The metaverse is going to be open. It is going to be an experience where you can port from one space to another, to another, to another. And it's going to be wonderful. But what we can't do is have us be forever consumers in it. Heard a lot of things today that are future forward. We saw some technology that knocked us off our socks, uh, knocked us off of our seats, and that's cool. But are we going to allow cool to be the thing that pushes us forward and locks us into the forever consumerism? Is that what we want? Is that what we're going to lay down and let happen? So that's kind of uh, what today's theme is. That's what we're going to be talking about anyway. We got a lot of stories to tell, so we're not going to stick on Facebook forever, but we got to unpack what just happened. So after this word from our sponsors, we'll be right back. Thank you for being here. Don't forget to like and subscribe no matter where you are. We got one more. Stay tuned.
Welcome back. Hey guys, uh, you are here with technical and you are here live, maybe, uh, with uh, the Meta Mind Shift show. Uh, I'm really happy to have all of you here today. And um, we are talking about the news. Uh, that is what today's show is about. It's about the news and the headlines and things that are going on. Uh, we may get around to doing a little activity, but um, I want to really focus on uh, giving space to this moment. Today, this time last year, uh, Meta came out with MetaConnect and uh, they showed the world what the face, what Facebook was doing uh, in regards to the metaverse. And they came out and told the world they were the metaverse. And so because of that statement, lots of people first of all, believe that that's the metaverse. Second of all, uh, they believed Facebook was building it. And third of all, they thought that that was the only thing that that could possibly be. So because of the reach that Facebook has, so many people walked away and now everybody kind of thinks that, hey, whenever you say metaverse, you're thinking about Facebook. But guess what? That's not true. <laughs> so uh, I think we've done a nice job on this show of at least talking about the different concepts and things that are happening in the metaverse as it unrolls and as it unfolds before our very eyes. There are people who are building and they are not related at all in any kind of way to Facebook and what Facebook is doing. So first of all, uh, I have a directory and it is a list of over 30, 40, probably if I sat down and had some more time with it, it would be up to 100 different metaverse experiences. And that is because the metaverse has transformed what we're doing. And so people, uh, the, the idea and the concept behind the metaverse has expanded even to me. So when I first started talking about this, uh, I was very adamant that it had to be AR, VR, MR, XR. And if it wasn't, then that didn't count. That wasn't the metaverse, and that's it. Um, but I have even tailored my own opinion of, of what counts as a metaverse now um, to me. So uh, I've kind of expanded that. And so it is now anything that is a virtual space where you are represented by an avatar. And um, from there, you can kind of um, flush it out a little bit more. So if you are... Uh, able to interact with others. Uh, that is a big factor in what should be a metaverse. Uh, but you can also have a metaverse of your own, uh, that you're the only person there. And maybe you fill it up with a whole bunch of bots that hang out with you and, and talk to you. And maybe they're programmed with GPT-3 and that's all you ever want because you don't really want to be around anybody anyway. Um, that can be still a metaverse uh, experience. And so, you know, a lot of people are caught up on this whole, is it social VR or is it um, a, a truly uh, interconnected and interoperable experience? That's the part that is not real yet. So it happens in instances, like you have uh, the ability to be interoperable in some things. You have the ability to be, um, interconnected in some things, but the fullness thereof, like that, that isn't real yet. Like we haven't gotten there yet. And so, um, I think that, like I said, like my opinion of this has evolved a little bit. I've always been of the mindset that it's the interoperable and interconnected metaverse, uh, that is the capital M. Uh, I actually coined that last year, but I've heard other very famous people saying it. So thank you for making my saying uh, uh, go global. I appreciate that. But, um, you know, it's the interconnected and interoperable piece. And to me, I've always said that the metaverse with a capital M is like the infrastructure that binds everything together. So it pulls it all together. It's that technology that you don't even know is there as a user. Um, and it's or, you know, you, you know it at a very high level, like you have no idea what the intricacies are of it. It just works, right? So uh, it's kind of like your, your foundations of uh, the pipelines, or if you think about data and um, fiber optic cables and things like that, you, have, you probably have no idea how that works unless you're in telecom some kind of way, but it just does. And so, you know, you get a phone line streamed to your house or you get your uh, your uh, 1FV, your, uh, your home phone line uh, sent to your house. Um, 
or flat rate business line. That's what that stands for is what I see. Uh, so you have all these um, these different things uh, that that just work and you have no idea. You're kind of oblivious to it and you just take it for, for granted that it works. Well, we're at the foundational stages where that's what's being built out right now. Uh, that interconnectivity and interoperability between systems, between platforms, between people, that doesn't exist right now. Um, in some things it does, it's kind of like your home Wi-Fi. like that absolutely does work, but you don't have that work all the time. And you certainly probably don't know how it works, especially if you're not somebody who's engaged in, in telecom, uh, but it does work. And so at some point in time, it didn't work. If you think back, we used to have those, uh, rotary phones, uh, and used to go nine, one, nine, <laughs> and used to wait for it to toggle back. Um, but uh, we eventually got to the point where now you have a cell phone and you just click somebody's little face on your phone and it calls them right up. And uh, before that, we got to the point where we could speed dial. And after that, we got to the point where now I can just say somebody's name and command my smart bot, uh, my smart home to device to call somebody. Uh, I can't do it now because it would actually do it. So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but, you know, we've evolved and technology has evolved. We are at the foundational stages of the metaverse. And so, man, we we have we have come this far. <laughs> it is it's a really um, it's a really cool place to be right now. And last year at this time. Uh, we were in this moment of awakening. There was this energy. The energy is still there, especially in Web Street. But there was this, this movement that it was like, yo, I'm a part of something and I'm a part of it before the world knows. And then Facebook came out and told everybody they were building the metaverse. And everyone woke up, sort of. Now, when I say everyone, I mean people who are paying attention because you got a lot of people that still aren't paying attention. They have no idea. They've never even heard the word metaverse. So let's not pretend like everyone woke up because they didn't. But lots of folks woke up that day. Um, and then further, as we went into last year, more people woke up, right? So Forbes came out with, or City and, and Forbes, a couple of people came out with, um, came out with uh, the ability to, um, they came out with the idea or the numbers behind the thing, right? And so then a whole lot of folks piped up. Then it was like, oh, the metaverse is $1 trillion. That's the future? Oh, okay. $1 trillion, Really? Citibank? Really? One trillion. Okay, so now you've got marketing people. Now you've got teams of, of giants coming, right? And so we've seen that evolve and unfold over this last uh, six months. You've got um, at least, what are we at? We're at the last 10 months because we're in October. <laughs> you've seen uh, the major companies um, set up teams, get their metaverses in place, file patents and trademarks and all sorts of things. And, and people have really come to a place where it's like the big companies are now aware of the metaverse and the potential behind the metaverse. And so they're building things and they're building them in traditional spaces and calling them metaverses too. And so pieces of that are metaverses, like they're virtual experiences. Some of them are immersive virtual experiences. Last week, we saw Walmart, uh, I think it was last week, we saw Walmart come into Roblox. And Roblox uh, was like the place for kids. Why is Walmart in Roblox? That doesn't make sense, does it? Because a kid doesn't have a wallet. A kid doesn't have like they, they shouldn't have, I mean, they might have allowance, but Walmart size allowance, like Walmart is Walmart. Walmart is the giant, right? So why is Walmart in the meta? Why is Walmart in, in Roblox? Like that doesn't make sense. Except they are not just once, but twice. <laughs> They're definitely in the metaverse. They have two different spaces there. And I asked my niece, I said, did you go to Walmart in the metaverse? And she's, she was like, Huh? And I said, did you go to Walmart in the metaverse? And she said, no, she's seven. 
And I said, well, did you go to Walmart and Roblox? And she was like, why would I do that? That's the response that a kid's going to give you, because why would they go to Walmart and Roblox? That doesn't make any sense. Adults go to Walmart and Roblox. So now we have to ask ourselves, what are folks doing? And we do have um, we do have good things that are coming, right? Like we heard today that Facebook, um, so first of all, Facebook had uh, Meta Connect today. And they came out and they talked about all the things that they're doing, all the little things that they've been doing in their basements uh, with their little tools and things. <laughs> and, and some of them sound really, really fun, but a lot of it is gaming. Um, a lot of it still just further establishes everything that I said that the future, and they even said that uh, once today, that the future is based and being built by gamers. It's based on gaming and it is being built by people who game. And everything that you do at one point or another in your day, uh, you're gamified in some kind of way. If you're scratching off a lottery ticket, guess what? That's a game. <laughs> if you are, uh, you know, we, we had this conversation a couple days ago. Like there's a lot of things on Clubhouse, actually. Uh, there's a lot of things that you do on a daily basis that are gamified and you don't realize it because it's fun or because it's it's this cool thing that you do when you have a challenge or competition guess what that's a game uh it might be sport but guess what sports are games so all of those things um are helping to build out the future and how we see things now here comes the problem um i think that it's really cool that you have designed this tool uh which is the the quest pro 2 i think is what we're calling it i don't know what what it's called. Um, the new one that's coming out, the one that they announced today. It is very cool. Um, it looks slick. It's a lot slicker than the one that we have now. It's a lot more beefed up than the one we have now. The price tag matches that bad boy. Cause let me tell you when I talk about a quad, what is that? A triple quadruple uh, leap from where the price point is right now to where they're going. And that doesn't include the haptic gloves. It does not include the haptic gloves. It just includes the headset. And I think they said they were adding in a charging station. So you've got that. But when you think about all the things that that thing can do, it's just collecting you on a daily basis. Now I am a proponent of the metaverse and I am a proponent of VR. But what I am a proponent of is making sure that we as a people actually are able to own the data. Like, give me that data. Let me have fun. Let me enjoy everything that I do. Let me decide, you know, who I'm going to transact that data with because I'm putting it out there into the world. And, and that's okay. Like, if I choose to be in VR, I should be able to choose to be there but be safe doing it. And so I might concede to allowing you to use my data to make your products better, but I don't necessarily concede, I don't want to concede to giving my data to your third parties to handle, mishandle, and mismanage, and transact, and get paid on, um, unless it directly contributes to my personal experience. And even then, I think that there are some things that, that I still want to have a say-so on uh, because, you know, all the stuff that has happened with Facebook has actually happened with Facebook. <laughs> like, we know uh, who we're dealing with. And, and we know that while you create some really cool-looking, slick stuff sometimes, that at the end of the day, you are just a data collector, and a data miner and harvester and a transactor of my data. So I want to opt out. And that is what the decentralized metaverse allows you to do. Um, now, don't get me wrong. I'm a proponent for the decentralized metaverse for sure. But there are things about that that are also becoming convoluted when it comes to... Um, the original intent. So the original intent behind Web3 is literally what it says in its definition. And that is to have a decentralized world, a decentralized future of the internet, Web3. 
and we've not got there yet. We're still early on. And so I am somebody, you are somebody, if you're paying attention to this and thinking strategically about how you can come into the metaverse or what that looks like for you to be here, you are somebody who is thinking about what that could look like for you in your future. You're an early adopter. We're about to get out of the phase of being early adopters, I think, um, because so many people are now waking up and saying, hey, this is what I'm going to do and this is what I'm going to look like. I'm going to look just like I do in Web 2 and then say I'm Web 3 because that's that's what works. Um, <laughs> but that's not the same thing. And I think that the decentralization part of it, it really does matter. It makes all the difference. So when you say that, no, I want your products and your services, but I want my data. Um, we should be able to say that. And I think that um, we don't have that option. And if people keep making Web 2.5 mm -hmm. solutions instead of really striving for Web 3, we're never going to get there either. And so we are going to be stuck with the big, beautiful partnerships between Facebook, Microsoft, and Accenture that keep us locked into the metaverse forever as consumers. And we don't want that. Like, why would I want to be a consumer in the future? I want to be a producer. I want to be somebody who enables others and empowers others through my creativity and through the things that I put out in this world. Um, and you can too. And we're told so many times that like, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this, the rules, the regulations, blah, 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 the guidelines, the legalities, all of that. Um, some of those exist and some of them are good. And, and some of them do need to be there, but we have a deeper meaning behind decentralization. And that is also the disruption of a central entity in power. And that central entity in power, it's like, yo, we have options to, to fix that. Like we have some really good options to be able to fix that as a matter of fact. And they are things like DAOs or DACs, uh, Decentralized Autonomous Organizations, Decentralized Autonomous uh, Corporations. And while I may not be a fan 100% of a DAO, uh, I've seen DAOs do pretty amazing things. And so, um, you know, we have an opportunity to change. And if we don't know that we can change, we're never, ever going to get there. So let's look at some headlines from this week. Um, just to see kind of what's actually going on in this space and in this world of the metaverse. <laughs> Let's take a look. All right. So um, um, yesterday, uh, Multiverse Labs launched the government-backed Metaverse City in the UAE. Now, uh, the UAE has been on a mission to get themselves in a position where they can be known as the metaverse place to go to, like the joint, the Vegas of the metaverse, like that's what they wanted to be for a very long time. And new metaverse city is dubbed Shajarverse, Sharjarverse, I don't know how to say that, S-H-A-R-J-A-H-verse was described by Multiverse Labs as a photorealistic, physics accurate metaverse that encompasses the uh, UAE's 1,000 square mile surface area. The virtual city supports the local tourism industry and potentially creates new metaverse jobs, which align the efforts that were announced by Dubai earlier this year. And so it's kind of cool because the UAE and Dubai are kind of in this competition <laughs> to see who can build the metaverse first and who does it better. Um, and all of that just means really great things for over in that part of the world. They are trying really hard to pull businesses and business owners and metaverse uh, relevant folks over that way. Uh, many have been in contact with me on a regular basis, and I'm unfortunately not in a position where I'm just going to up and go on over there. But I know people who are, and they're people that look like me and you, as a matter of fact. Um, so, you know, there are a lot of different things that are happening uh, and we need to be aware of them. And if you don't know that Dubai and UAE are building up the metaverse and they're literally in competition, um, and those are, those are entities, those are big, um, big states, big 
countries, big entities that are out there that are saying, hey, we're doing this and we're doing it big. And, and so that in and of itself is in competition with what Facebook is saying as their metaverse, right? Um, so that's one thing. This week, as of yesterday, uh, Formula One actually filed uh, F1 trademarks, which cover crypto, NFTs, and the metaverse. And so we know that we've seen tons and tons and tons of people filing for trademarks or these big organizations filing for trademarks and um, trademarks and uh, and um, uh, uh, patents and things like that for their metaverse experiences, for their entities in a virtual space. Like all those things have been rolling out since last year at this time. Um, and so they are looking, Formula One is now looking to establish itself within the Web3 ecosystem in eight, not one, not two, but eight uh, trademarks that it filed globally and recognize them as F1. So um, they cover cryptocurrency, NFTs, crypto marketplaces, retail stores for virtual goods, blockchain financial transactions, cryptocurrency trading, mining, and more. So, wow, they just laid out the whole gauntlet and said, boom, we're coming. And so I can't wait to see what that looks like. But again, um, there's some really cool things when you think about uh, racing in the metaverse or you think about racing and gaming, because that's literally what this is all based on. And think about possibilities for F1 to come to or Formula One to come to um, an immersive virtual space or even an AR virtual space. Like think about like if you could drop a, a little um, AR race car around your, your living room or recall back to the days when, um, you know, little boys used to get trains. Uh, and they used to have those trains that would run on the tracks and, and there were like those really cool things like back in the day. Uh, think about if you could do that with race cars around your house instead um, and it's be virtual. So like there's no cleanup at all. Uh, that's like the best thing ever for moms. Um, <laughs> and stay-at-home dads, of course. Uh, so uh, this week in the metaverse. Now, this is what is ironic to me. So this week in the metaverse, actually, this was announced uh, six days ago, so almost a week. Um, Meta makes really deep cuts and our NFT sales dropped 60%. Now, we all know that we are in this winterish market. Uh, things are down, down heavily, <laughs> heavily since this time last year when they were up super high. Uh, but, um, you know, Meta has rolled back its uh, plans to expand into New York and they did major budget cuts. Um, and so we've heard these before. So this article is saying that it was the first time, but I absolutely remember them talking about uh, budget cuts not too long ago. Um, and, you know, Tim Cook over there at that Apple place, he talked about how he's got his doubts about VR and, and um, the metaverse. And of course, we know that that's because he's propping up his self and his, uh, his upcoming, um, his upcoming AR glasses. And so you guys have to read between the lines when some of these articles come out. So yeah, he, of course, he's going to say that, you know, there's nothing to VR. Uh, but what we did here in the MetaConnect um, uh, conference today, or the experience they had today, th is that um, they actually are looking to a future in AR uh, as far as uh, the FB goes. So um, this week in the metaverse, uh, the metaverse spectrum announces the metaverse 100 companies that will chart the future of this disruptive technology. And so there is now a list of 100. Those are 100 companies uh, that the Metaverse 100 has claimed is now the top Metaverse innovators. And so my thing on this is it's ironic that all of these are these big, huge brands. You've got Roblox, Epic, uh, Niantic Labs. Um, some of them, you know, the ones that you expect, like uh, Meta and Yuga and Qualcomm, like all those are here. Um, but what you don't see uh, is, and so yes, and you also have Fortnite and uh, Unreal Engine, but what you don't see are creators. And so the creators, uh, I know this is a technology-based um, based list of a 100, but 
where are the creators at? Like the individual creators who are out here sitting at home making out these wonderful NFTs with all this ridiculously uh, innovative um, utility in NFTs, like they should be the ones on this list. Uh, this list is humongous. It is uh, quite um, healthy uh, in terms of dollar value. If you were to put that out there, I would love to see what that actually ended up looking like, like um, uh, the um, bottom lines of all these companies just being able to sit on this list. Uh, but we see a lot of our favorite metaverse spaces here. Um, ironically, we don't see a lot of our other metaverse spaces here. So uh, you don't see like, um, let me just check the other name. Yeah, like you don't see crypto boxes on here and you don't see sandbox on here and you don't see, um, um, what's that other place? Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, Somnium Space is there. So that's kind of ironic, I think. Um, so, you know, it's just, it's, it's an interesting list for sure. Uh, of companies that they're saying are building out the metaverse. Uh, and yes, Meta is actually there. And they did not put Microsoft on there, though. So one of the things about today's um, MetaConnect is that they were so excited about this partnership with Microsoft. And it's like, first of all, the partnership was announced last year. So this isn't news. Um, but they're coming out. And like I said, they're trying to adopt some of the nomenclature from Web3 so that they can convolute the issue. Uh, we talk a lot about community and we talk about um, alliances and trying to be strategic with like our communities and bringing them together and creators and things like that. So in reference to this year's conference versus last year's conference, you heard a shift in dialogue. And they really did, to me, adopt some of the, the language that we use to describe our metaverse experiences so that they could seem more palatable to our communities. And like I said, it just really does convolute uh, kind of everything that is going on there. Um, and it makes it really hard to tell, like, what's the difference? Like, what is the difference between your type of metaverse and my type of metaverse? And the reality is your type of metaverse uh, is going to have me locked in um, as a consumer forever. So, all right. Now, here's an interesting story that I absolutely think is 100% true. And now this one comes to us from Coindesk. Uh, it came out on the 7th. And this one says, it's lonely in the metaverse. DAP Radar suggests that Decentraland has 38 active users daily in their $1.3 billion ecosystem. What in the hell is that about? <laughs> oh my gosh. 38 users in Decentraland. Now, at any given point in time, you can jump in Decentraland and actually jump in and look for yourself. Uh, I would say that this is a combination of a few things. Um, one, the data is skewed. Two, uh, it's probably not looking at blockchain, right? So if you are in Decentraland and you are coming into Decentraland for the first time, you can sign in as a guest. Actually, anybody can sign in as a guest. So I'm interested to know if they took a look at data behind the scenes uh, to actually make this suggestion or what. Um, but basically what they're saying is, is that both of the platforms, so both this and Sandbox, so Decentraland and Sandbox have less than 1,000 daily active users. Now, even the worst game on its best day has more, uh, more users than that. Um, and so I think that this, there's something askew with this. Uh, first of all, I'm not a big fan of either of these platforms, so I'm not surprised. But I am surprised, right? So um, when you go into, let's say, Decentraland, we can go in there right now, uh, you are loaded into a world that is um, it's somewhat open. And so you're seeing uh, all the people around you. Uh, so you're, load you're loaded into this, um, this area where it's kind of like the landing space or almost like a lobby, but it's not a lobby because it's outside. 
Uh, so it's like a garden almost. Um, but you see like teleprompters that will allow you to go to where you're going to go to. So you can click a place and then jump there or port there. Okay. So um, this is a problem, not just in these types of, of spaces, but it's a problem in a lot of different spaces because it's still early. And so the idea is that you got to get in there with friends. You have to get in there with the community. And so we are building up a community for our folks here at the Meta Mind Shift show. And so we want to make sure that you have people to hang out with when you want to jump into the metaverse and you want to um, experience the metaverse in different ways or you want to talk about it. You want to have a group of people that you can connect with. And some sometimes um, when you're coming in there by yourself, like maybe you're the only person in your, in your realm who's actually talking about the metaverse. Well, you want to be around other people who are talking to you because otherwise everybody's looking at you like a deer in headlights and that cannot be fun sometimes. So we're building up our community. You can join at metamindshift.com. Just fill out the form and then you will get access to what we are building out when it launches. So uh, we have to get that number to a certain number. So invite some friends, invite some people who are also metaverse curious and want to see what this whole thing is about. Tell them to sign up for that link so we can we can launch. So uh, the more people that we have, the sooner the better. Um, and then we can all start jumping in together. So that is absolutely a challenge for all of our viewers here. And if you are listening to this on Spotify, you can go to metamindship.com. If you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe. If you're watching this anywhere else, metamindshift.com. And if you have questions, pop them into the chat on YouTube. Okay, so um, interesting story number 99 that happened this week. Uh, this one was on Fortune Crypto. So uh, Fortune Crypto rolled out uh, at this week in the metaverse. And so, um, you know, every day, like I'm somebody who literally goes through the news and I read up on like everything that's happening in the space so that I can keep my arms around things as much as possible, at least at a high level. Um, and so they're coming out with this week in the metaverse. And so they're coming out with an idea that they are able to um, to talk about, you know, the metaverse with their uh, team of people who are interested in it. And um, it's going to be a segment on Fortune Crypto. So I think that that is really cool. And we want to see more of that kind of thing. Like we absolutely want to see that. Uh, in other news, every realm is eyeing communities of scale in the metaverse. So every realm, uh, I believe, is dedicated to kind of education around uh, the metaverse, and they are um, an interesting little uh, group out there. Uh, but they are now starting up um, looking at uh, scaling. So how do you scale in the metaverse? So you've got this community and you've got these communities of people that are out here. So how do you scale that community? Is that a platform that you scale to? Do you increase the size of the, the, uh, the environment and platform that your metaverse is on? If you only bought one plot of land, what do you do? Are you going to sell that plot of land or are you going to expand that plot of land? Like, how do you do it? I think personally that there is a great, um, there is a great advantage to owning a single plot of land and then being able to buy the rights to build up. Um, so maybe your neighbors don't want you to do that. Uh, so it'd be an interesting, an interesting use case. Like how does that actually work? Um, especially if you're in a decentralized space and your neighbor does something that is egregious to you, how do you, you can't just like walk over and say, Hey, you know, shake your fist at them and, and, you know, they're going to just say, you know what? I'm decentralized. It's anonymous over here. Let me put up my little wall. I don't want to see you anymore. <laughs> Let me block you. So I think that there's some really cool things that can happen uh, when it comes to property expansion and innovation uh, in the metaverse and in, um, in spaces that actually allow for fractionalization and the rollout of um, a virtual land. So uh, we'll keep our eyes on things like that, but that's a great idea. So like, how do you scale uh, when you've hit it big in the metaverse? So uh, keep your eyes open for things like that. If you got a solution, go into Web3 and create it, put it on the blockchain, all right? 
All right. So this one was released eight hours ago, and that is that Asia's largest metaverse NFT event, Soul Meta, is going to be held this week. So Soul is not S-O-U-L, but it is S-O-S-E-O-U-L. And so that is Soul Korea. And they are uh, hosting a metaverse event this week. And uh, it is happening. And um, I think that it may have already happened. Well, this just got posted. So yeah, it has to be happening this week. So um, it is going to be hosted by Korea's top comprehensive uh broadcasting station TV Chosen and their top consulting group for digital meeting experiences, which is Chris and Partners. Tickets are going to be available or were available until September 25th, uh, so they are no longer available, but that's happening. And they're going to be featuring things like NVIDIA. NVIDIA, if you guys are not aware, is putting out the Omniverse and Nokia. Yep, Nokia phones, talking about the metaverse. Samsung talking about the metaverse, uh, the Sandbox, LG, and KT are all going to be there at Metacon 2022. So, okay, we're all excited. That's all cool. That's great. We just ran through a whole bunch of articles that talk all about how these big companies are coming into the metaverse. So, what does that mean for you? So, that means that if you are an individual that you have a choice to make and you have a choice to make for not only you, but also for your, your business. If you're not one of those big entities with billions of dollars to throw around uh, and kind of stick at walls and see what sticks, you're an individual who has to decide, do I want to go with the okie doke, which is what they've been giving us for years. It's very fun. It's probably going to be very cool as it goes forward. Or do I want to be more concerned with my own data and being able to recoup finances and funding for the activities and productivity that I do in a space? So you got to make that decision. And it's not an easy one to make, I don't think. Uh, for me, it's easy, right? Like I'm, I'm good making that decision because I know kind of what happens behind the scenes with some of these databases. But Facebook also talked quite a bit about this neural link idea. And so just to be clear, Nicole Maxwell is 100% not a fan of any neural anything um, linking to me and my body. I don't want that. That's not what I'm talking about when I say the metaverse. I'm talking about the technology when I'm talking about that. But there are entities that go one step forward. Now, Facebook was very, um, very open when they said that they were in testing and that they had a demo ready of technology that you could put on your wrist. And as you moved with, they even showed it, uh, as you move with it, um, it begins to learn you. And so at first, you have to kind of move your wrist. So you're moving your wrist and then you're seeing the object um, change in front of you. It's it's adjusting to the way that you're, you're swiveling your pen if you're writing your name. And then as it's progressing and as it gets more in tune with you, it is learning all about you and what you do. And so it's acquiring and collecting that data and processing that data. Uh, this is a, a thing called machine learning. And so it is learning all about you getting better and better and better. And eventually, uh, it is inclusive of artificial intelligence. And so those two things are combining together. And eventually, that thing has learned so well what you want to do that you don't even have to move your fingers anymore. Like they showed that the guy's hand was just static. It just stood still. And the thing, the object on screen was still moving. Uh, because he was wanting it to happen. And so when I say wanting it to happen, he was thinking about it. I think that there's something super scary about that. Uh, <laughs> I've definitely seen movies uh, that have taken us down this road before. And even if I hadn't, I have a great imagination and that imagination can run wild. But um, this isn't new, right? Like, so 
uh, Google came out with um, hand tracking technology for Google Home Hub like five years ago, three, five years ago, something like that. Um, three years ago, I think. So our phones have gesture control. Uh, like when I go to pick up my phone, like it lights up because it knows I'm about to do it. Or um, if I have, if I'm in my kitchen and I want a song to stop playing, I can just uh, use the stop symbol and uh, with my hand and it will stop. Um, this takes all of that to a whole nother level because it's now technology that is um, able to track my heart rate. It's able to track um, my perspiration. So if I'm sweating or if my hands get clammy, I will have on a headset. And so if my eyes dilate, it's gonna be able to see that. And so if somebody is attractive to me and my eyes kind of flicker a little bit, like it's able to sense that. If I like the color green and my eyes pop every single time I see something green because green is the best color in the whole planet, then it senses that. And so it knows that. And so what I'm afraid of, what I don't want to have happen, what I am a big proponent against is using that type of data to enhance my experience. Because ultimately, some advertiser somewhere is going to find a way to take that data and enhance my experience so much that everything that I see is targeted to make me want to spend, buy, and be consumed continually. And that is the one thing that we all need to be aware of and be thinking about. Why would you want that to happen to you as a human being? Like those are the kinds of things that we need to be aware of. And so I know that we have a great opportunity to build the future that we want right now when it comes to the metaverse. We have an opportunity to embrace decentralization, to embrace the disruption of having these single entities own all of our, our data. And by single, I mean the big partnerships that just happened too, uh, just because there's more than one person, like that's still a centralized entity of the FANG companies owning our data. Um, and I know that as an individual, it's going to take work. Like it's hard to be self-sovereign. Like I've been trying to be self-sovereign all year. There's a, there's a, there's a learning curve to that. There's uh, education and training to that. And it sounds like hard work. But you know what? At the end of the day, I have got to believe that people want to be free. We heard Warrington Hudlin, and he said, the future of the metaverse means that we are free. It is freedom. And so I implore you to check out and check in to everything that is being said. Line it up with what Web3 is supposed to be. Verify, validate, and do some research. Do your own research, D-Y-O-R, and become active uh, so that you can tell the difference between what is being offered, what is just something that's really cool, and what is something that you don't even want to mess with. I appreciate all y'all for watching today, and I am so grateful uh, for the opportunity to be able to share this information with you and bring it direct to you here on the Meta MetaMindShift Show. If you are interested in being a sponsor, please do reach out to me at metamindshift.com. I want to thank our, uh, I'm the executive producer, but I want to thank our producer, Mark Lee. And I also want to thank the Black Business Network for being able to allow us this opportunity in partnership with Black Multiverse Enterprises. Uh, so with that being said, I want to thank all of our sponsors. So let me back up just a second because we got to thank all of our sponsors a little bit. Uh, and so all of those sponsors, we have some actual announcements, though, that I need to run through before we do that. And so one of them is um, that we have the Black Multiverse Enterprise Black Speaker Hall of Fame that is coming for 2022. If you know of a Black speaker, please do uh, reach out to us at speakers at blackmultiverse.io. We also at Black Multiverse want to say congratulations to the whole family over at Black Multiverse, all of our board of uh, advisors, as well as our employees. Uh, we have been awarded with the uh, High Impact Award 
with our Grow with Google partnership. So uh, thank you for that. Never let your, never be limited by other people's limited imaginations is our slogan. Again, with Black Multiverse Enterprises, we are hosting a series of skill up programs. And so this program is designed to help you skill up in the basics of Google throughout all of the rest of the year. So every Tuesday and Thursday from 10 a.m. to noon Eastern Standard Time, you can sign up to learn something new and put that Google account to use beyond search and beyond uh, the idea of um, uh, Gmail. So there's a whole lot out there that you may or may not know. And if you don't know, now you know. And so I also want to uh, very quickly I want to say uh, thank you to our sponsors, and that is thank you to Black Multiverse Enterprises. Thank you to the Blackverse Metaverse community. Thank you to Technical Consulting. Thank you to the EE Testing Center. And thank you to uh, Black Business Expo USA, Black Business Olympics, and the Black Business Network. And thank you to the one and only Artsy. So I appreciate all of our sponsors and we do definitely say thank you to everybody who is sponsoring us and everybody who is helping us to push this thing forward. You guys have a great rest of your day. Have a great rest of your week. If you would like to know more about the metaverse, if you would like a one-on-one -on -one consultation, you can certainly reach out to me at any point in time uh, at metamindshift.com. You are able to reach out and connect, uh, set up a 15-minute quick connect conversation, and then we can see where we go from there. Uh, catch us next week, and don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you are listening. Thank you so much, and have a great rest of your week. This is Nicole, and my voice is resting.